1: At C2CRadioshow.com, Spreaker.com, and it is, of course, corner-to-corner corner time. I'm Stan Grubb. I'm joined with my tag team partner, Brian Taylor. What's up, Brian?
2: Hola, como esta? Uh,
1: no. <laughs> no and stuff. Oh, man, oh, man. Brian, what a damn week. Not just weekend, but week for professional wrestling. There's a lot, a lot going on right now.
2: Uh, yes. Mike, Mike, yes.
1: I don't know the last time there's been this much news going on. We're going to try our best here at Corner to Corner to break it on down for everybody. Everything from Slammiversary to Money in the Bank to last night at Monday Night Raw. Lots of returns to talk about. Lots of surprises to talk about. Um you, you, when you really break down everything that's been happening it really points back to one main factor and that is the return of wrestling to live fans and that has been huge through every single promotion including Dynamite which hey let's not leave them out of the equation Fighter Fest night 2 or well, Fighter Fest jeez got to make sure I get it right um there's just so many great shows and the crowd reactions are on point that is the best way I could describe it
2: uh yeah so you just kind of find out how much you missed live audiences yeah um now the last you know I guess you've seen it more with uh AEW but uh, I was quite shocked when uh, watching Slammiversary on Saturday, mm-hmm. uh, there were some fans. Not a lot, but there were some fans.
1: And there was so much going on, so many different things. Let's go ahead. Let's start off with Slammiversary, Brian. I know that you watched Slammiversary start to finish, so let's go ahead and just lead off with that because, man, what, what a good show. Um, a lot of different things happening all at the same time take point on this buddy what what were your takeaways from Slammiversary
2: they took my money
1: <laughs> did they take it or did you willingly give it
2: well I mean okay you got me there you got me there um so I was very pleasantly surprised um In a lot of different ways, right? So, um, uh, you know, there have been a lot of hints and rumors and misdirection on, you know, who was going to show up, who wasn't going to show up. Um, And almost everyone uh, turned out to be a misdirect, Mm -hmm. Um, with the exception of uh, Chelsea uh, I think you could have seen Chelsea coming a mile away, especially after the go-home show where Cardona says, yeah, I think I know somebody, or whatever he said last week. Uh, so you knew that was coming, um, but we had, I mean, no shortage of surprises from, um, you know, Josh Alexander winning the or, – or retaining the X Division um uh, uh, looked good um and then there were a bunch of bunch of surprises so uh, you had rosemary and havoc uh, take the titles which shocked me that one I think that one shocked me
1: Yeah, that was a big surprise because uh, Fire and Flava have been, I mean, they've been on a roll. They have Uh -uh. been dominant in the knockouts tag division. Rosemary, Jessica Havoc kind of thrown together after uh, um, Jessica Havoc kind of split from her previous partner. But here we go. I mean, and I guess, Brian, you can let me know. I guess Havoc is now part of Decay?
2: Um... No, I don't, I don't know that because I I didn't catch the intro, okay. So I don't know if you know if she's a part, but their outfits are similar, black and red. Mm-hmm. You know, they are teamed up. They are tag champs. So I wouldn't be shocked if she's not a member, but I I don't I don't I don't remember seeing where that would have been official. So I don't remember like seeing a segment last week or the week before and then I I caught that match probably about midway. Mm-hmm. So about, I could tell you.
1: You talked about Josh Alexander retaining an Ultimate X. That is almost impossible to stay champion in an Ultimate X match. Um, I would have to look back statistically to see just how many times that's actually happened. But that one I caught Uh, yesterday I was able to catch, but it's a really, really exciting matchup to watch.
2: Yeah, but that's the joy of an Ultimate X. Um, Very true. I don't don't recall seeing too many that aren't enjoyable to watch. Um, They really, to me, so like, you know, every place kind of has their own kind of... um, one thing they do better than anybody else. You know, one thing that's remote, you know, not remotely, but like theirs that nobody can copy, Um, you know, from the NWA's television champion to Hell in a Cell, Money in the Bank for WWE, you know, Impact, you know, is the ultimate X.
1: Yeah, and Impact has just been doing such a solid, solid job of delivering... Really, every pay-per-view they've had this year has been been solid. Um, with a lot of credit going to, I wouldn't just say AEW, but just the influence from outside people that have made them step up their game. Um, you mentioned um, Morrissey, and he's a great example of that. That signing, that's a big deal because coming in, there was a lot of questions as to just if he was in good shape, if he was healthy. And really, he had a standout performance with
2: Eddie Edwards. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, he uh, – who do you – uh, Willie Mack, mm-hmm. was that the last guy Previous fought? Previously, um Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, he looks good.
0: Yeah.
2: He, I mean, he definitely is bigger than probably anybody else on that roster. Um, he can definitely work. Um, it's a, a really good signing, although I will have to admit on oh, here I was expecting to see uh, Amore show up. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so, me too. It just had that feel like, you know.
1: <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I take part in the uh, Prediction League for uh, off, over on Facebook, FTW, and one of the picks for that matchup was Will Enzo show up for William Morrissey. I'm like, Oh yeah, makes perfect sense. I was actually
2: kind of, kind of bummed when he didn't. Well, I won't say I was bummed because, you know, I I was just expecting it, you know, especially at slammiversary, Mm -hmm. you know, for, for him to come chicken walking out, whatever you want to call it.
1: (laughs) Half chicken, half moonwalk. I I don't know. Yeah. Whatever you call it,
2: (laughs) you know, um, and then afterwards, you know, getting the old uh, speech and you can't teach that. Um, you know,
1: he's got to be coming back at some point. He He's one of those guys where somebody's got to pick him up, even if it's just to keep him on the mic.
2: Yeah. I, you know, again, I I, I don't necessarily in, in my mind, I don't know if I necessarily was expecting him to wrestle, mm-hmm. maybe like manage him. And that way you can keep them together, you know. Enzo Enzo could have, you know, been the mouthpiece. Um, But yeah, last week didn't happen.
1: So you talked about Chelsea Green coming back. Um, I believe it was last week where Demora's like, uh, I have a feeling this tag match is going to be a hot mess. That wasn't foreshadowing at all, you know. <laughs> just, really just putting it out there. It's, I have a feeling yeah. it's going to be Chelsea Green. He should have just said that because it might as well.
2: Um,
1: but even, well, again, even she I, performed well.
2: Yeah, to me, though, it was Cardona uh, last week after the nut shot where they interviewed him. And, oh, yeah, I know somebody. I, I, I'll have, you know, I got this. This is easy. Uh, even though she is what um, – I guess contracted to ROH. I thought. Mm-hmm.
1: I thought so, so too, but maybe I just missed that.
2: Well, what's what's interesting though is now, and we'll talk about this. Uh, you know, I'm sure we'll get into this later. But so now you have ROH that is now into this. Uh, rainbow of wrestling federations if you want to I don't know what you'd call it conglomerate
1: coalition
2: coalition yeah because trust me here when we get to the match we're going to be throwing another one into this Mm -hmm. with you know no doubt from this point forward that they're into it so yeah
1: so we got hints here for the next uh, few episodes of impact and possibly Tonight tonight being Slammiversary's night on the 17th, where the Drama King is making his way to Impact Wrestling. The Drama King, of course, is formerly known as Aiden English. Um, so that one, I honestly, when they showed that little promo spot, I missed it at first, and they showed it again. So they showed it twice between matches, once between Morrissey and the impromptu tag match. And I think they showed it again after Moose.
2: Uh, so, I'm going to have to um, admit that I missed both of them. Oh, wow. I don't know. I
0: It's
1: I don't a know quick how. spot. I mean, like, they've got it yeah. linked on Twitter. It's only 26 seconds long, uh. and it's just a person's hand drawing a poster that says, Long Live the Drama King. So, I mean...
2: oh. No, maybe I did catch one of them and then, like, caught the the, the sketch mm-hmm. part and then, like, turned away. Like, uh, I don't know what this is. I'm not paying <laughs> attention to it. It's like, eh, um, who cares? Drama cares? Yeah, who whatever. cares? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, but, so, I I mean, that's cool, though, because, again, that gives them another, um, another guy that can. You know, hold a crowd's attention,
0: Mm -hmm.
2: uh, can bring a certain style, uh, definitely can bring a certain flair, and, uh, you know, ultimately helps bolster a roster.
1: Well, here's the thing. Now that he is free to work wherever he wants, I don't know if it's possible, but his former tag partner, Simon Gotch, is available too. I mean... In one way, shape, or form, perhaps we could see a reforming of the Baud Villains, which was not a bad tag team at all.
2: Well, yeah, in NXT, mm-hmm. uh, they were not a bad tag team. Well, um, they really
1: got out of the gate because of injuries um, during the main roster run. They they actually were legitimately hindered by injuries. And then uh, Simon Gotch's thing backstage. But, you know, most of that was – I think you're right. I mean, they, they probably wouldn't have gotten much further. I think they would have continued to get kind of the uh, the treatment that the Revival got towards the end of their run. Um, but, yeah, it was. it's now apparent that there's so many, because, frankly, tonight's the first night I actually thought about that. I didn't even realize it until I was just looking at that promo that Gotch is available, too. I was like, oh, wow, you really could do that if you wanted to.
2: Yeah, um, if the question to. would be, yeah, would you? I, I, right. you know, so... And you know, honestly, I didn't even think about it until you said something mm-hmm. um, just now. So I, I, I guess that probably wouldn't be, um, you know, anything really anybody's looking forward to well, we it, don't think about it till now.
1: It would depend, I guess, is really the key Thank because you. tag team wrestling is a focal point for a lot of different companies. Um, I think the NWA could could benefit from having them.
0: Oh, I think yeah.
1: that uh, Ring of Honor would be okay if they had them. I think Impact would benefit in the short term just because they have some thrown-together teams, so another, uh, um, another defined tag team would be good. I just don't know if they'd really... I don't know what their actual relationship is like off-camera if they'd even want to work together.
2: Right, right. You know... So I'm kinda of reminded though, Stan, that there are times when you and your tag team partner are on the at odds maybe. Maybe it's time to just sit down and crack open a cool, refreshing Mountain Dew.
1: Wow. We don't we don't get paid for the uh, for
2: that, by the way. You better get Oh, I just I, I mean, I'm drinking <laughs> I'm drinking a Mountain Dew. Dude I the wanted dude. to try it to see if <laughs> I could pull it off. You like you're good friends at the dave and diego show
1: hey if there's one thing those
2: guys know how to do
1: it is sell some product
2: yes i did. i just wanted to see if i could uh, if i could do it if i could master it. it like they did buddy
1: i mean you are a shilling machine you can do this
2: <laughs> yes now let's get sponsored by mountain Dew.
1: <laughs> yes please Yes, please. Um, All see. right, what's next? Juice Robinson, Dave Finley against Madman Fulton and Mah- Mahabali Shara. Um, this was an impromptu match that uh, I don't think was advertised. But, uh, you know, I as much as I like Finjuice, and I do because I've, I've been able to kind of get familiar with them, um, I kind of was intrigued at what would have happened if Shara and Fulton had actually won. Like part of me actually wanted to see that, but like you said, sometimes tag team partners don't get to get along. But that one would have been kind of okay.
2: Uh, yeah, but I mean, I, I want to say this is probably their f- first tag match. Oh, I believe maybe? so.
1: Yeah, their first time. Yeah, tag. yeah.
2: So you can't. I, to me, even though they're they're much larger than Finn Juice. Right. Uh right. unless you had some major plan down the road, it just didn't make, you know, it wouldn't make sense to for them to to win that.
1: Now, when they said that they when DeMore comes out and says, "Hey, I've got two guys that are ready for you." My instant thought was AOP.
2: Yes. <laughs> I'm 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 right there with you. Um However, I don't know what's going on. Maybe one of them is hurt, and, and we don't know. Uh, from what I understand, they both said they're not giving it up. They still want right. to tag together. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know what's holding them up because they were, I mean, their claws should have been up well before this because they were in not this last one, but the time before that.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and the, here's the thing. One of them was re- were recovering from a torn bicep. I'll be honest with you, Brian. I think that we'll see them back on WWE TV because I think they're still trying to keep Seth Rollins' group in the back of people's minds. And because they've been pulling out all the stops lately to get people to come back, I have a gut feeling, man, and, 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 and I might be wrong, and, and it would be good if I was because there's a lot of other places they could go right now that would be better benefit to them. Um, but I feel like that's what they're going to do. They're going to bring them back as if everyone's forgotten about them because, I mean, hell, outside of the impact teasing could that could have been, so to speak, where else would we really see them pop up as a big surprise? Like AEW?
2: Like No, no, no. To, to me, what would benefit these two guys the most,
0: mm-hmm.
2: like what would ultimately send them straight into the stratosphere, Mm-hmm is to go to a place like New Japan.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, to right? see these guys work strong style and just beat the piss out of people.
2: Yeah, and beat be the piss out of people. Yes. Yeah. And they yeah. would be loved for it. Oh, yeah. They would be cheered or booed for it. And the fans would, I mean, it would be 100% respect from the fans. Definitely. I think they could definitely go strong style. And I think they could have some incredible matches in New Japan. And if they go back to the WWE, they're foolish because just look at what they did to Vega.
1: Well, and here's the thing with Vega, she, okay, great for her to come back. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that she has a position and that she got some spotlight there. But now it's uh, especially on the ladder with Alexa. Like what? But we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We got, we got time.
2: <laughs> yes, sir.
1: Um. So. Finjuice wins over the unlikely team of Shara and Fulton. Again, I'm intrigued by that teaming, though, of Sharon and Fulton. I'd like to see it more. Um, Moose and Chris Saban. Uh, Brian, i got to hear your take on this because this one caught me way off guard.
2: Well, what do you mean by off guard?
1: So I was fully expecting Moose to walk right
2: through Chris Saban. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, I mean, you're dealing with a former world champion. Mm-hmm. Right? You're dealing with somebody that's been in the business you're dealing with. I mean, this is Chris Saban. Yeah. Um, I Saban. think you do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you do everybody in injustice if, you know, Saban doesn't have a very strong showing.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. You have to have a competitive matchup. You have to put it in a position where people can um, buy in. And I feel like this is – more of a let's push Chris Sabin right now because we want him to do more, especially as you've got potential for... I mean, Come on, who wouldn't want to see Chris Saban and Kenny Omega?
2: Uh, easy, easy, easy. Back the truck up. Beep, come beep, on, come on. Beep, don't beep, act like you don't want to see it. Um, I, I mean, there are there are others that I think I'd like to see before I get to that one. Um, But anyway, the problem with Saban is... So Saban is one of these guys where you have to hit like when he's there, mm-hmm. because he can turn around next week and be gone. I mean that that's one of the things about Saban. Saban gets hurt. That's true. And when Saban gets hurt, he's out for quite a while. Um, sorry, I was drinking more of my delicious Mountain Dew. you. Carson, not us. <laughs> uh, any, anyway, so to me, you got to strike while the iron's hot, right? Yeah. So you, you gotta you gotta give him one of these moments, and you gotta do it quick because again, you just you never know with happening. Do you
1: feel like with Moose, they just don't know where to go with him?
2: No. no, 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 no. They know what they're doing with Moose. uh you know, Moose is is you know the the big bad bad guy. Right. Mm-hmm. I think he's probably their number one bad guy. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Because Moose is the type of guy that's going to come hold up the show. Um, you know, he's the type of guy that when you step in the ring, he's just going to punish you. Um, I think he's fairly decent with the mic. Um, and he's got that look. Right, I mean, they they have other bad guys, but to me, Moose Moose is the bad guy. Moose is the big bad number one bad guy for impact for me anyway.
1: Somewhere, Brian, I've heard his entrance music before. I know I've heard it before.
2: (laughs) It might be why somebody else doesn't use it no more. But maybe
1: maybe it's no longer time to get it popping. Yeah. Um, you know, I was happy to see Chris Sabin win. Um, I like Chris Sabin a lot. We've been big fans of Chris Sabin since back in the TNA like o three o four days. Um, you know, with the Motor City Machine Guns, of course, that tag team. Still one of the one of the best. Um, and I think that Sabin has. I think we will potentially see him up at that main event role, but not not quite yet. There's there's other things coming. But before we get to that, we got to go to the tag title match, which. This one I did predict the winner, but damn if I wasn't just kind of thinking that maybe we'd see maybe Rich Swan and Willie Mac. Um, but it was Violent by Design, the Good Brothers Swan and Mac, fallaba and a surprise tag team partner as TJP. No Who's way, Jose. Yeah. Oh. Um. Okay. Of of the surprises, quote unquote. This one was probably the one I was like, uh, okay, cool, uh, moving on. <laughs> it's not bad. He's not a bad performer, and he's actually very charismatic, so I don't want to put him down. But, like, of all of the people they could have brought out, I'm like, really? We, we bring out? And and I don't know that that we can really get away with calling him No Way Jose. Like, he'd say No Way Bruh. and do a, two beats, and then Jose. <laughs>
2: I'm pretty sure they they called him that. So,
1: like the entire night,
2: yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm just rolling with it. Uh, although I am quite glad that I did get to see Johnny Swinger, Daddy.
1: <laughs> I see him, and I see Rock Richards. That's who I think of every time. No, Daddy or, or no, Jimmy no. He's <laughs> no. a Daddy. Swinger, but
2: see, that's why you're never going to be invited to the Swingers Club. I think
1: part of that is a good thing, sir. <laughs> I'm just saying.
2: Never. You're never going to be able to bet on. You're never going to be able to gamble on those tables. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, he doesn't let the riffraff in. Now, me on the other hand, I'd probably be able to go in there and get some credit, but.
1: So, with the tag titles going to the Good Brothers, Brian, um, it's pretty apparent there's a long-term plan there,
2: that Gallows and Anderson have a home, in impact. Uh, so, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I, I think they're back on their waist mm-hmm. because of the conglomerate. I don't know what else to call it. What what else can we can you call? Uh, it's it's
1: unofficially. I, I I think I would just call it a coalition. Like
0: it's right. it's the it's coalition. A co- let's it's a let's coalition call it the coalition.
1: All of these different groups, and and we're about to invite it to be even bigger here in just a moment. Um,
2: let's call together. it the. Let's call it the WWA, the World Wrestling Alliance. Is that Why I don't think so.
1: Patent, trademark, two thousand twenty-one, corner to corner, right here, July twenty. Corner
2: corner. You heard it. Yeah yeah. So let's call them the let's call it the WWA. Let's, let's sure. Just why not? All right. Let's go. Let's go. I, I but I think that's why it's on there mm-hmm. because you know Gallows and Anderson apparently do have uh, bookings coming up for New Japan.
1: That was where I got confused because I could have swore they were advertised for that and. Anderson just challenged or is challenging Mox for the U.S. title soon, isn't he? Or did he already? No, he did that last week. Yeah. Last week, uh, last so many Wednesday. things going on. <laughs> so we said it's expanding, and boy, is it ever! Uh, the Impact Knockouts Championship, Diana prazo to defend against a mystery opponent. Now this one goes a lot of different directions all at the same time. First off, this could have been a lot of different people as far as the mystery challenger. Um, mm-hmm. Some people thought it could have been Gail Kim. I was one of them. Some said Tessa Blanchard, even though, to me, Tessa coming back and challenging him for the knockouts title after winning the main title would have been a mistake. Um, I think that there was a lot of people that thought maybe one of the uh, – what are they what are they called now? I know they're they, previously the Iconics. What is the, the team called now?
2: Mm, I don't know. I, don't, I know it's I, Cassie
1: don't, and Jesse, but I don't remember yeah. their – Mean. But there was rumor about that, even even Mickey James. But what we got, and this wasn't a bad bad person to come in and challenge for it. It just, I guess, part of me was just hoping for a bigger name. Wait, so I, mean, what, do you, I, maybe what I are
2: you? Why don't you just go put your head in the toilet? How? What do you mean a gross. bigger name than Thunder Rosa?
1: It was. I mean, hey, Thunder Rosa is great. So there's not a – like I said, my word choice was poor, so I apologize. I'm sorry, Miss Thunder Rosa. Don't hurt me. Good matchup for the knockouts title. Honestly, part of me was kind of thinking that Thunder Rosa was going to come away with the title. Um, Just because of the surprise factor, I figured, okay, this will be kind of cool. She's been in AEW. Now she's in Impact. This could be a good moment. But Perrazzo, in true Dino Perrazzo fashion, just dominant comes away with the with the title still intact that's not where this story ends which was really kind of curious to me out comes mickey james with complete control to talk about nwa and power inviting seemingly deanna prazo to come to participate which gets the no (laughs) she tells mickey to grab her trash bag
2: and leave the ring
1: and gets a slap for her troubles and a super kick from mickey
2: That's right. So, uh, what what is she like, uh, the vice president or something with the females for the NWA or or whatever she title she had?
1: Executive officer, I think.
2: Yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah, she. So she comes out right now. now Let me back up. So first we have Thunder Rose, right? Which to me was uh, I didn't even think about. Ever right, since Thursday, when, when Scott said it'll be iconic, mm-hmm. I was expecting, you know. What, it the be iconic? Um, yes. <laughs> so, um, you know, again, what I told you earlier was a lot of misdirection. And, you know, we got you looking over here. We're going to do it over, you know. But I, I, just like you, when she came out, it was like, oh she's going to take the knockout's title. And then after a pretty decent match, Deonna wins, retains the title. Mickey says, hey, why don't you come to, or come to uh, the NWA? And then she says no, <laughs> <laughs> which was funny. <laughs> but you know it's going to happen, right? It's not going to end there. Um, because the two of them, then they come to blows and it's going to carry over. But, but again, so now we have uh, the NWA officially, like officially part of this. Um, Cause even though the NWA title was uh women's title was defended on Dynamite. Mm-hmm. To me, it was almost like um, it was just being defended. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, it wasn't really a part of the show, but it was a part of the show. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I can follow.
2: But now, you know, now you can clearly throw NWA into the mix, which now gives more dream matches that hopefully we're going to come to see. I mean, and for, the, Oh, go ahead.
1: Well, I was just going to say with the, uh, WWA in place, uh, psh, the sky's the limit right now.
2: Yes. Because it's a W impact new Japan, triple a, uh, and then NWA, right. Mm-hmm. As, as, as for right here. So we're, we're going to, probably maybe (laughs) draw some more into this uh but anyway anyway continue continue i mean it's
1: it's crazy to me when you really think about it because impact wrestling over the past let's just say over the past year has catapulted themselves into the conversation about what's happening in the world of pro wrestling because it wasn't too long ago you know a couple where people were basically saying, all right, well, Impact is, they're, they're almost done. It's almost done. Um, they had great moments, great histo- historic, history-making moments, in fact, but there was still like this feeling like they just weren't getting out of the gate. Then suddenly things start changing with Damore and Callis kind of running things behind the scenes. You see a, a very obvious build towards, let's just focus on the wrestling, let's let the story tell itself, and we'll keep going. And here we get to this partnership where they're working with AEW, and then a partnership now with the NWA, people coming in from AAA, which they've always had a strong relationship with AAA, um, and even New Japan. But no stronger than I guess it got for our main event, Brian, because, dude, that's where Slammiversary completely changes the game. Uh,
2: the main event. that what you're talking about? That's right. That's right. Uh Change the game. Let me put it to you this. Change way. Change the game.
1: The Bullet Club hasn't really been Oh, you outside ruined of, it. You ruined it. Well, I mean, you, you you were you were hesitating. I didn't know what to do.
2: I I I, I, I panicked. I panicked, Brian. You
0: panicked.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So before we get there, let's, let's cover the main event. Absolutely. I thought it was a fairly good, uh, hardcore match. Um, like I was saying earlier before we went on the air, you know, hardcore matches are hit or miss. It's kind of hard for them to be great all the time. (laughs) To me, it wasn't great, but it was good. Um, we got a pizza cutter across the forehead. Can't go which, wrong with that.
1: Which was nasty.
2: Yeah, can't go wrong with that. Um, told a decent story, right? Um, I would, you know, I was still, I'm still kind of waiting for, you know, uh, Moxley to get involved or Kingston to get involved in these. These, these matches involving Sammy are, you know, to get a, a nice little uh, mock Sammy and Kingston versus the Good Brothers or the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, but alas, I'm not getting it.
1: You know, the the thing that I'm, I'm noticing here is that, you know, n- no matter what is done, at least right now, to build up the challenger for Kenny Omega, And Sammy, to me, was the one guy that I thought, wow, if he wins, nobody would really... One, no one's going to complain because Sammy Callahan, at least in the world of Impact, has a pretty strong hold. Two, he's a credible challenger. And three, because it was only for the Impact world title, I thought, okay, well, here's where the Impact title comes back to Impact. But instead, instead, we get just really what I wasn't expecting at all. Which was, I mean, quite frankly, a, a clean victory for Kenny Omega. Well, as clean as a
2: hardcore match can be. Yeah, so I don't think it's Sammy that's the one that upends Kenny.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, you know, of course, I'm a huge Kenny Omega fan. Um, I don't, I the. So to me, the ultimate problem with impact is I'm not quite sure who on their roster, outside of Moose, doing something very dastardly that I would believe could take that title from him. Um, So I really, it never—I don't think it ever like crossed my mind Mm -hmm. that Sammy, Sammy's the guy.
1: I mean, to me, it's just a matter of, of what they're going to do next. I mean, the partnership, obviously, if, if Kenny loses the Impact title, to me, the partnership now becomes a question of, well, how much longer is it going to last? Because unless they just do like an immediate rematch the following month, which I suppose they could do. It's not exactly out of the realm of possibility.
2: Yeah, but so it, it, so for the WWE, mm-hmm. right? And I'm going to poop my pants when this thing takes off and that's what <laughs> it's called now, right? And they're going to be like, no, we thought about that weeks ago. Uh, anyway, so as far as the group of uh, promotions, mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to ever end unless somebody gets in a pissing contest, right? I mean, Litter, I want you to think about this. So, So outside of... Kenny, outside mm-hmm. of um, the tribal chief and Roman reigns outside of, you know, the fans coming back into the arenas. Mm-hmm. The biggest story of the year is how these promotions are working together. Mm-hmm. Right. And if it's good, for, I, I think, at this point in time if it's good for business everybody's going to continue right yeah. now that's not to say you won't have a lull period or you may go for a few months without you know say Kenny loses you might not you might go for a few months without any crossover but that's the whole joy of this mm-hmm. right is we we don't necessarily need somebody on a weekly basis we just need to give the fans what they want somewhere down the line. Right. And somewhere you're going to create a match that's going to make people very rich. And I mean, think about it. All right. So let's say, you know, Daniel Bryan or Bryan Danielson were to go to, uh, impact, right. Kenny loses the title to Saban. Six months down the road, there's been no, nothing, no working relationship that you can see, and all of a sudden, Daniel Bryan's and beat saving for the title, and there's Kenny Omega. Right? What do you think the next buy rates are going to be? You know,
0: yeah.
2: they're telling us it's going to make it, it's for the fans. We you know we're giving the fans. No, it's all about money. And as long as everybody keep egos in check, which You know, it's hard to do. So far so good. Right. You know, you're going to make money. I mean, we're going to talk about something here that they've announced could happen in October. Mm -hmm. Right. And we'll get to that in a second. But I mean, when we get to it, let's actually think about it, because it's huge. If this is what's taking place, it's huge.
1: So, typically with a Kenny Omega matchup, and and I mentioned this early on, um, I'm usually the guy doing the count of V-triggers. But this matchup didn't have that. I mean, it had them, but it wasn't ridiculous to me. Um, He did get up to five. No, excuse me, six. I'm looking at a recap right now. So, he did get up to six. I had only counted four that I could recall. Um, But each one made sense. There was a placement for each of them. What I didn't really expect and, and this is again all a matter of opinion, simply because when you look at a guy like Sammy Callahan, you're only gonna get but so many different types of matches. We've been really if you think about it, Brian, we've been spoiled by the challengers that Omega has had up to now. Because from a wrestling standpoint, the matches have been great. Yeah, I get I complain and I get tired of the V triggers, but outside of that, you, you cannot argue with how good Omega is, and you can't really argue with how much he pulls his opponents up to a certain level as well. And he still did that with Callahan. Not that Callahan isn't already good, but he made Callahan look great during this matchup. What we get to... Actually, before we go go any further with that, what did you think of that dynamic between the two?
2: So, uh, again... uh, I thought it was a good match. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I understand the whole, um, you know, Shammy getting the title shot thing. Mm-hmm. To me, I would have liked to have seen more of a buildup to this. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, it felt kind of rushed. Um, it was the match was interesting again with the pizza cutter and, you know, some of that other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, again, to to me, the hard part with Sammy is you almost got to kind of have a hardcore match. And I'm not really sure if that's where Kenny shines the most. I mean, he does okay in them. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe it would have been better in a cage for me or something where they could wrestle. And then, you know, get into it. So I, I was uh, the, uh, the 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 thumbtacks uh, where he put him in his knee pad um, was just one of these weird little spots. Like um, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know what you're expecting to do there, pal. But
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. The- I wasn't expecting like a wrestling classic out of this one but it was a good brawl it was a good fight you know it had that feel to it it was gritty um, Callahan presented well I mean so let's let's not you know I'm not trying to overshadow that I I, I still think it was a pretty solid effort um, but what really really jumped out on and off the page to me was how the how the pay-per-view ended
0: mm-hmm
1: And not just the finish of the match, because that was a one-week-on-angel when we're done. By the way, it's on thumbtacks. Damn. Uh And thumbtacks in the mouth uh, also. damn. Uh You know, we don't. (laughs) Uh, And by the way, if you get thumbtacks thrown at your face, here's the thing. This is where I have to be Jim Cornette for a second. You had freaking thumbtacks thrown at your face, and you basically just turned around and kept walking. No. These are thumbtacks, dude. If they hit you in the face and you're not grabbing your eyes, then to me it's off or not. I know that's splitting hairs and it's real cornetish. but by God, <laughs> cornettish. <laughs> I, I just trademarked the term. But by God, that's that's what he should have done. It should have been an instant grab to the eyes, and that's where he gets suckered into the one-winged angel because, you know, playing the villain, Omega snuck it in there and like you know throwing sand in somebody's face. That's to me what I would have
2: thought. Um, I I mean, I don't know if I I think uh, a V-trigger, a vicious V-trigger, to me would have worked better instead of, you know, because the thing about the one-winged angel, they Mm -hmm. say nobody's never kicked out of it, but there have been plenty of times that he's had them up and people have gotten out.
1: Um, You know what I'm saying? Didn't Mox kick out of it?
2: No. No. I don't think it's that, I, I don't know if it's ever maybe one time but I don't think it was Mox. oh
1: no, we know good uh, well Kata kicked out of it everybody kicks out of finishers in, in New Japan unless it's a small package and then no no, no, no. I, I mean this
2: <laughs> yeah I, I don't know how Kenny's pulled this off maybe it's in his contract or something <laughs> you know, I don't care if I lose but if oh, I'm gonna no. win <laughs> and I hit the one winged angel you're not kicking out which is cool. You know, because that's the way finisher should be. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, to me, you throw the thumbtacks, and it, like you said, he, you know, he immediately grabs the face,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and that should automatically possession his face for a v- oh, yeah. trigger.
1: Yeah, and that should have ended it. Honestly, that should have been it, because frankly, that makes the most sense. Um, you got a guy that's struggling to catch his vision back and everything. If you knock him out with a V-trigger, which would have made perfect sense, then that match ends and you're able to cleanly get to the next next moment. But instead, he's got to lift him on his shoulders. He's got to get him positioned for the angel. He's got to make sure he drops him in the right position. It's all sorts of time that goes by doing this, which I think is what, what happened with the ending where they when they cut off. Now, apparently... And I don't buy it But apparently this is all part of the plan With how the pay-per-view ended Um But let's get right to it I said it I hinted at it The Bullet Club logo Pops up on the Impact video screen Um Complete shock as Out walks The Switchblade Jay White Which I damn sure didn't see coming Um but even more striking about this wasn't that he came out and attacked Kenny Omega. We later found out that he actually got into it with someone. But was that the, the the pay-per-view cuts off in the middle of someone in white headed to the ring. We don't even get to see who it was. So we don't actually know what happened until finally someone uh, alludes to... You know, getting something going on, and even then, even then, we really don't know what's really happening there because it's it's all a matter of oh my god, what happened? Where? What did they do? What did they do? Until we get to Twitter, which hey, I'm always happy when Twitter provides us with news, and that's where Sean Ross Sap of FightfulWrestling.com dot com or Fightful.com dot uh, com provides the information. He was in, in fact, in the front row, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, but he provides information where Finn Juice hits the ring, Jay White hits the switchblade on uh, one of them. I think he's. I think if I remember correctly, it was Juice Robinson, and then has a stare down with Kenny Omega, essentially calling himself the next challenger for Kenny Omega's title. So now we've got. Let's lay the scene. WWA, the World Wrestling Alliance. We've got AAA. We've got a e w we've got impact wrestling we've got the n w a we have new japan pro wrestling now and the overarching brand which is the bullet club which can include ring of honor which can include you know more of a e w independent wrestling and now you've got a situation where um, everything gets a little bit more interesting for impact as Many people know when Impact does their pay-per-views, they also tape weeks of television programming. Without getting into major spoilers, I can tell you that the Bullet Club storyline does continue through these tapings. And that's the most that I'm willing to enter today, perhaps next week as we get more after this coming Impact happens. But for right now, I can tell you that the way these taping results read, it's going to be interesting to see how this finally plays out with who challenges Kenny Omega next and where it happens. That's really going to be the news. That's really going to be the focal point because this is one of those times where, and and Brian has, has talked about this a lot, where we're seeing companies willing to work together, nobody really getting into that that pissing contest or that ego contest it's truly just a time for let's be excited about wrestling. Let's be excited about working together. And what's going to make everybody more money? You know, rising tide raises all ships, and that's what we're seeing with Impact Wrestling because they're rising up with all of the wrestling. They're rising up with Ring of Honor, New Japan, excuse yeah, New Japan, National Wrestling Alliance, all of these different companies. But the major benefit here is. If we get a matchup between Jay White and Kenny Omega, first off, this satisfies a lot of different types of fans. Your hardcore New Japan fans, boom, they're in. Um, Your Kenny Omega AEW fans, here's why I say it that way. The Kenny Omega we see in AEW and Impact, to me, is, is different, not extremely, but different from the one we see in New Japan. I wouldn't say it's not quite strong style, but it's a little different. So you've got the AEW fan. You've got the New Japan fan. Your Bullet Club fans, which are fans of everything. So you've got them. And now you've got even potentially Ring of Honor people, your Impact fans, of course. And then you've got the people that are like, who the hell is Jay White? What the hell is the Bullet Club? Because you know there's still people out there, Brian, that have no idea what the Bullet Club is.
2: Uh, well, I don't, I don't know what kind of rock those, uh, people live under, but
1: I'm sure but, there's people maybe in Nebraska that don't know what the bullet club is.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, I, I think there, you probably have some diehard loyal, you know what I'm saying? Don't do it. Don't do it. I'm going to do
1: it. It's not time yet.
2: Bobbleheads.
1: Damn no.
2: it. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean it it's it's because nice there's uh you know, now they're here, right? Mm-hmm. So we had uh, uh who was it, Kenta? Uh yeah. when, in and he Bullet Club.
1: Uh yes he is.
2: A few months back. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we have uh Jay White. I was, I, I, you know, when it, when the, the, when it came up, then when the graphic came up, my first thought was the gorillas or like a boatload of them,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know, like the whole group of them. Um, but I was pleasantly surprised when Jay came out. Um, I almost would have liked to have seen, you know, when the when they were putting up the two sweet for Jay to almost like, like be raising it,
0: mm-hmm.
2: like he's gonna do it, and then the guy comes running out or something. Um.
1: Well, that's but, where that's where I was talking about the time management of the finish. You know, uh-huh. that one winged angel takes. And I might be overselling it here, but at least 30 seconds to get them up and then drown and position Listen, him. I mean, that's just, that's too much time when you're coming up on the end of a paper.
2: Uh, I cannot believe that you have fallen for this and you've forgotten the old trick.
1: What, the Tony Schiavone trick of we gotta go? Yes. Uh, What's the no, quickness? No. Who's falling for what now? Now you're buying in?
2: Are you you kidding me? So so I want you to think about it. I want you to think about this. So all you see is the guy running down in white, right? Mm -hmm. If you don't check social media, the only way you're going to find out what happened is by doing what? You can say it.
1: Yeah, you got to tune in again. You got to find out what happens next. Yep.
2: Exactly. So what's the biggest way to draw up some ratings? Mm Mm-hmm. Have people tune right in?
1: Have a cliffhanger, and that's—I mean—I imagine that this coming, it is still Thursday, right? Mm-hmm. This coming Thursday on Impact, we'll see that. Here's what you missed, and everybody's going to be like, "Oh, holy, holy F!" Holy you know, and it's going to be a big moment, even even seeing it in replay, because there's still people that didn't necessarily watch Slamiversary. Which, what kind of? All right, look, if you're watching Impact, most likely you've watched the anniversary. That's my opinion, because it's their diehards that are sticking with them, that are keeping them moving. But as the country continues to open up, uh, even though we're, uh, as of today, I was reading something more about this Delta variant, but whatever, Um, we're still seeing things open back up. We're still seeing the positives of uh, vaccines. So as Impact gets more people to their product, perhaps they get old fans that thought that they had closed, because there are people out there that thought that they had. Perhaps they're getting their new fans that just want to watch wrestling but don't want to watch the the machine. They don't necessarily want to watch the Bucks or Adam Page, whoever. Why they wouldn't, I don't know. At least Adam Page. Um, but what I'm saying here is that they have an opportunity to really capitalize in a way that really Jeff Jarrett initially intended back in 03, in 02, when they first started TNA. So, I mean, this is a great opportunity for them. And, hey, bringing Jay White in there, why not? I, I think it's a good move.
2: Uh, I mean, I think it's a good move, too. The, the whole cross-promotion to me is a good move, especially for impact, right? So, yeah. I mean, they, they I would imagine they've had enough to keep the bosses happy, mm-hmm. to keep going. You know, especially over the last few years. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to me, they're they're the little engine that could. They just don't seem to want to stop. They keep plugging away and chipping away. And Mm -hmm. the reason, to me, the reason some of this stuff is on impact and not say AEW is it's to build impact back up. You know, because it works better if they're they're a bigger, you know, have a bigger audience. Um,
1: hey, Brian! Quick, uh, quick heads up. Sorry to interrupt you, but uh, one of our listeners saying a quick hello to you in the chat room. Anonymous two three five, whoever that might be.
2: Oh, that 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 was it.
1: Yeah, you got fans saying hello, yeah. Brian. hello
2: Brian. Oh, okay. They don't,
1: they don't call me by name. No, they just call you by name.
2: Jeez. Thumb, thumb it up. Thumb it up. Yeah, yeah look at you. And then uh, put the thumb in the bum.
1: Whoa, well, whoa, whoa. And I'll see. What? You think I'm just, <laughs> just going to.
2: That's just nasty. Yeah. Uh, so, but, you know. Anyway, I, I think the the battleground, if you want to call it that, the war zone, you know, is going to be fought on impact soil. I think to build them back up, you know, it helps. Mm -hmm. Uh, I do think that they, you know, even though AEW and New Japan probably have a working relationship, it's definitely not as strong as Impact. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, to keep New Japan at the table, let's use Impact for, for the Bullet Club and some of this other stuff. Uh, Something tells me that once we get through this next group of AEW shows building up to October, um, was it hard to kill? No.
1: That was what I was trying to find. I was trying to find what would the the next impact pay-per-view. Um, because I, th- I wanted one to night say it was re- only? Rebellion. No, well they got no, no, they got no. Homecoming, which is going to be a, a mixed tag team tournament. But it, no, I'm sorry, it's Bound for Glory. My mistake. Yes, bound for Glory it. coming bound up in October. Glory.
2: Yes, yes, yes. So uh, Bound for Glory, you know, is going to be supposedly the super card, or a one of the super cards that we've been waiting for. Mm-hmm. Um. And again, why not have it on impact soil, in mm-hmm. uh, an impact ring, um, give them a chance to shine, and uh, hopefully we'll get something really good out of this.
1: And I feel like with with everything we've seen from... You know, from what they've been doing so far, I, I feel like Impact has just a strong hold on what their, car, their core audience wants. Um, which, really, if we transition properly here, if we're looking at what what is going on, you know, Impact now teasing a, a potential multi-promotion pay-per-view, or we call it the WWA, New Japan, AAA, All Elite, um, but in hints there, you're going to have NWA now mickey james is involved at some point i'm sure ring of honor i mean you're gonna see teases with that and plus you've got talent that have ties to it i can't see that they would be unopposed to being involved even in a, in a small capacity there's just a lot of room for growth right now um and that's what we're really seeing throughout the business and and, and that includes growth within uh even with the the i would now call aew one of the Established brands Even though they're growing still And they're still finding And fine tuning They are really making a stronghold uh, This past week fight, Fighter Fest night one Over a million viewers Brian Nailing the key demo Beating Raw um, This was of course on the 14th So we're talking about last Wednesday But a great matchup between Mox And Carl Anderson For the US title For IWGP US title Um, which sees, I, I asked the question a few weeks ago, if you recall, I said, what do they do with Lance Archer next? What are they going to do with this guy? They keep leaving him out. Well, now Lance Archer challenges John Moxley to a Texas death match. Oh, well now I'm intrigued because now you've got something that Lance Archer is, uh, well, you know, he was part of the killer elite squad. His theme music is everybody dies. Hmm. It's pretty on-brand for Lance Archer as a death match. I'm into it. I want to see it. And we already know. I mean, come on. It's Mox. You already know that match is going to be badass.
2: Uh, yeah. Because uh, this this kind of fits both of my, the first go-round with these two um, mm-hmm. in uh, New Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, when was this? Before covid yeah, if yeah, I remember
1: right. right. Right after he won the title in early... Let's see, Mox shows up in early 19 in New Japan. So 19 is when that match takes place. They had a knockdown dragout fight on New Japan World. I believe it's a free match now if you go to the website. Uh, NewJapanWorld.com or NW... NJW... Jesus Christ. NJ, NJPW! <laughs>
2: In it, like, 1972, 1972. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, but, again, we're talking about a matchup that was 25, maybe 30 minutes long. Both guys just leaving it all in the ring. This is another opportunity to see it on a stateside fashion, which uh, if you're not salivating for this, I'm not sure what to tell you because this is really going to be good.
2: Oh Yeah, I, I mean, the, the, the cool thing about AEW is – they're not afraid of blood. They don't shy away from it. They don't hide from it. <laughs> you know, they almost embrace it, understand that it's you know, a part of what a match could be. And I hope I'm hoping beyond hope that we get a repeat of the first one.
1: I'm I'm hoping Brian that what we also see is um, I, I hope we see a title change I would like to see something that maybe Mox isn't going to take time off with the baby because I know that he's been working pretty steady since the baby was born but I was fully anticipating that was going to happen and if he is going to do it let's give Lance Archer a title let's give him some exposure and honest to God let's, let's let him if he wants to go back to New Japan for a while since they're opening up more let him do it Whatever's going to help him
2: ultimately in his career is what I want to see. Because I'm
1: a fan, I like Lance Archer.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think Lance is just—he's uh, going to be one of these guys that probably should be champ. Mm-hmm. You know, not necessarily your your heavyweight champ, but should hold a title, but doesn't get that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um. So maybe that's maybe this will be, you know, a good way for Mox again to take off for a bit, and then you know, crown a new New Japan uh, U.S. champ, and um, you know, then then Lance is the guy who ultimately drops it once New Japan starts wrestling stateside. Um,
1: I have a feeling that that. Before the pandemic, that Archer was a huge part of what their U.S. expansion was going to be.
2: Oh, well, yeah, and he may very well still be. I mean, for all we know, this contract at Archer's is, you know, limited. I mean, you know, um, you don't hear a lot of talk of how these AEW contracts are structured. Um, you do hear about the way, you know, people talk. Mm-hmm. As far as the freedom they have. Right. But look at what they did with Thunder Rosa. You know, oh, yeah, we'll give her a place to apply her trade while the NWA is, you know, pretty much shut down. You know, they could very easily have, you know, something like that with Archer. Hey, your contract's up, but, you know, we'll let you, you know, keep keep getting tv matches Mm -hmm. you know until new japan's back up and running i mean it's hard to say with tony
1: well and and that's that's the thing with tony khan he's the kind of guy that right now nothing that he does really surprises me because think about it i mean he's willing to help out companies he's helped out in nwa he's helped out impact wrestling yes he's done the commercials but let's be real he truly is helping these companies out yeah, we'll we'll put your champion on T V. We'll we'll put him over, sure. You know, because everybody wants to work. Everybody wants to make money, which is to your point from earlier, nobody's really having that pissing contest. Nobody's been like, Well, my guy's not gonna lose. No, it's been yeah, sure, okay. We'll we'll get it the next time you guys do it now. And it works. It's been a very steady, very very creative flow. Um, and frankly, I just can't wait to see what it does next. Um you know, I wasn't really intending on going match for match from Fighter Fest night one, but there are some key points that I wanted to jump through. Uh, looks like uh, Team Taz is uh, minus one, as uh, Ricky Starks is the new FTW champion, as Hobbs and uh, Hook basically, basically uh, lay it in and uh, put the X over on uh, Brian Cage. So I guess that's done.
2: Yeah, well, uh, uh, Cage even came out and said you know, you're about to get your ass whooped now to, <laughs> <laughs> you know, to Team Taz. So, which is good, though, because to me they need, you know, one or two more, like, big-time faces on the mm-hmm. on the roster. Mm-hmm. Um, this, um, I think, is really good. Because this will give, you know, Team Taz somebody to really – you know, have matches against. Mm -hmm. Um, It'll also give Cage an opportunity to shine, maybe ultimately ending up with Omega for a match or two. Um, So I think it's a smart move.
1: Yeah. I mean, getting Omega and Brian Cage would be a great matchup. I think uh, Brian Cage and uh, Miro would be good. Um, Ricky Starks as FTW champion gives a new flavor to that title. And I think we'll – not that Ricky Starks is ever going to have trouble with this, but we'll continue to catapult him towards the top. I think what we also see from this is an opportunity within an opportunity within AEW to have a more solid, well-rounded trios unit for Team Taz because, frankly, with it as Hobbs and Cage and Hook, it just seems like one of these things are not like the other. <laughs> but now with with Cage, with Hook, and with Starks, it's like, oh, okay, so you got a big guy, you got a little guy, and you got, a, you got the mouthpiece. So now it's more of a cohesive thing, which makes a lot of sense. Um, and, and honestly, I, when they announce it, because it seems like it's just kind of a when instead of if, the trio's title, I think, is going to be a, a very welcome breath of fresh air.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, it'll definitely uh... – Add some flavor to the mix, especially now that you're going to, um, you know, now that you have a second show, mm-hmm. going to be debuting soon. Yeah. um, I, I can't, I, I kind of am looking forward to this. It's to really a, a trios. To see it.
1: Yeah. I, I, I wonder, I wonder who that first trios champion will be.
2: Oh come on! That shouldn't be too hard.
1: <laughs> well, but here's the thing: you could go the obvious route and put it with the elite, you know, or mm-hmm. you could go with Dark Order, or you mm-hmm. could go with Death Triangle, or you can go. I mean, to me, it's it's there's a wide open window there. Hell, you could do the night the Nightmare Family.
2: Mm-mm-mm-mm. Let's not get crazy with the Nightmare Family. Um, I mean. The Dark Order, to me, or Death Triangle. Mm-hmm. But, you know, of course, you don't know how... Um, El Idolo...
1: Yeah.
2: Or is gonna did. play. Yeah, Andrade's gonna play into this, considering he was looking for him last week.
1: Quick question. How did mm-hmm. they get away with keeping Andrade? Instead of having to completely change the name.
2: Well, yeah, yeah but... Um, I would imagine... What's his real name? Do you know his real name? Uh,
1: I know it's not Andrade. <laughs> no. Um, no, but it, I know that... Because WWE used to be really tight on trademarks when it came to wrestlers' names. Um, let me look that up. Andrade's real name. So, to me, it's Manuel. Manuel, Alfonso, Alfonso Andrade, or So Okay, so his last name partially is his real name all right all right that's i guess that that answers that
2: yeah um but this yeah the six man hopefully if nothing else is going to be exciting um i can only hope anyway
1: so one thing that hops up off the page um not like there wasn't a lot to talk about, because, God, we could sp- we could spend an o- a whole episode going over Dynamite. You realize that, right?
0: Cause yeah. Because
1: last week's Dynamite was pretty good. Um, but the big part of it, the big takeaway is... At- okay, first off, welcome back, Yuka Sakazaki. Looking great as ever. Um, but how about Adam Page and the Dark Order coming up this week to take on the Elite in Kenny Omega and... It's elimination-style match, and if the Dark Order and Adam Page win, the Dark Order gets a, ta- a shot at the tag team titles to challenge the Young Bucks, and we finally get it, Brian, possibly, unless they decide to stretch this even further. Adam Page gets a title shot at Kenny Omega.
2: Oh, I think this is getting stretched.
1: So you figure the elite wins because Paige gets screwed and they have to make him earn the title shot a different way?
2: Um yeah, I think they win, but I think it's going to I like, put this off for a while longer. Um again something tells me especially with the possibility for bound uh with bound for glory mm-hmm That, um, you're going to kind of need Kenny, where Kenny's at right now, you're going to kind of need Kenny being Kenny with all the titles. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, maybe this will stretch into October somehow. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, of course, again, if you think about it, you know, um, I, I don't know. There's there's ways you could, you know, no more matches, but you get a match back. So um, it, would be,
1: it would be a good birthday gift. I'm just saying. It would be a good birthday gift to see Adam Page and Kenny Omega at All Out. It'd be a good,
2: good
1: birthday
2: gift. Well, he might. I, yeah, I mean, something just tells me it's not quite the time. I mean, I could be wrong. Pleasantly – Shocked.
1: Is All Out like their WrestleMania, you think? Or is that Double
2: mm. or Nothing? Yeah, I'd, I'd say it's the one at the beginning of the year. Yeah.
1: Because we got Revolution, we got Full Gear, we got Double or Nothing, and we got All Out. Um, you know, they've, they have done a great job with building and building and building out Page. And you might be right. They may not be done building it. Because Page is only now if you really look at it, only now just starting to get confidence to where he wants to challenge Kenny Omega. If you truly want to do it, I hate to say it because it does get tiresome, you do the Daniel Bryan routine and you keep him away from it for another six months.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, because then
1: when it happens, it's even bigger.
2: Yeah, I think I think he's probably going to get screwed somehow. And this will be drug out for a while.
1: <laughs> okay, so let's be honest. How many times, <laughs> how many times will they screw him before we finally get frustrated? Because you know it's gonna happen. People will get frustrated. It won't be the first time because they will be like, ah, oh, they got us. Maybe even the second or third time they'll still be like, ah, oh, they got us. I'm thinking maybe the fourth time they're like, all right, all right, you know, when are you gonna just do this?
2: <laughs> all right, well, I don't. I mean, I don't know how long it'll get drug out Mm -hmm. you know like that but I I think it's going to continue for a while I think they're going to build and I think you're going to get you know to me right now they've just started uh, a feud if you want to call it a feud Mm -hmm. but I think it's going to be pushed bigger first Mm -hmm. and it'll be a fever pitch so to speak Uh, before you actually get to match. Yeah.
1: I mean, there's a lot of room to work. There's a lot of room to build here. Um, We're getting a lot of kind of cool moments with AEW right now. Malachi Black, we talked about it last week. This week it continued. Him and Cody face-to-face, and then they start brawling. MJF and Chris Jericho, um, you know, the five labors, which – This week is the first one. It's Jericho and Spears in a chair match. That's going to be a good one. Um, And I'm curious as to how many different, again, we're talking about Adam Page, like getting screwed out of it. Does Jericho get screwed out of his chance to get even with with, uh,
2: MJF? If it's me, he loses the first one.
1: Oh, wow. (laughs)
2: <laughs> and you, you you never get it.
1: Oh, wow. That not would be a until, big win for Sean Spears. That would be big for Spears.
2: Yeah, but not until, like, somewhere down the line, you literally just take it. Hmm. And you just, because, you know, again, with MJF, you could do it. You could pull it off. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he could keep Jericho at bay for, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then turn his attention away from Jericho and somewhere down the line, Jericho gets the shot and without going through the the uh, five labors.
1: So you could easily see – I really like this idea because if, if Jericho were to lose this week, then – MJF could keep him at bay and finally get his title shot against, and we'll just call a prediction here and say that Adam Page and Omega headlines all out. Page wins the title, MJF beats Page, or start. no, 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 MJF is going to beat Page, Jericho costs him the title, and then now MJF wants revenge, and then maybe Jericho stretches him, which still gives you until, what's that, full gear in November? <laughs> That's a, the storyline. The story building that they do in AEW right now is damn near flawless. That's crazy to me.
2: Oh I, I won't say it's flawless, but you really have to uh, you have to like make sure you keep a scorecard.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, well, there's a lot. <laughs> there's yeah, definitely a lot. Um, let's see here, Brian. the the, the coffin match was, uh, what, what did you think of this matchup between Darby and Ethan Page? Uh, so
2: I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. Um, these two, you know, you can tell how familiar they are yes. with each other. Um, and it shows. I was kind of shocked uh, Darby doing the coffin drop onto the car- coffin with um, page in there
1: yeah uh darby is just like um tony Schiavone said he is one crazy bastard <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> i just uh, wow um first off that coffin was really well built the way it broke away when he hit it there was to me there was no room to question you know what i mean sometimes you could see a crash pad. sometimes you could see now this one was really well done i i thought it was it looked great um, and I felt for both guys cause it looked like it hurt a lot.
2: Yeah. Well, you, I mean, you can see page tucked up on the side there.
1: Yeah. Probably praying to God that he doesn't get, you know, bludgeoned. Plank yeah.
2: <laughs> waiting for impact. Right.
1: Right. Just like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Oh, yeah. I'm alive. Yay. <laughs> uh, okay. So, you know, it's, it's, almost it's, it's Damn, it's hard to keep the energy tempo, but d- it doesn't even stop with imp- with Impact. It doesn't stop with Dynamite. We get to, f- let's go in order, we get to SmackDown with fans, which, wow. Um, WWE may not ever come back to the ratings position that they were at. They may never see 2.0, 3.0. But it had to feel pretty good for fourteen thousand, almost fifteen thousand people to finally be in your arena and feel like, okay, we' we now know at least a moment of a litmus test. Now, what happens in six months? That'll really tell us. Um, I didn't unless I'm forgetting something, and Brian, you can let me know, but unless I'm forgetting something, there weren't any major surprises on SmackDown. Except for one, and that was Cesaro uh, bleeding during his matchup with Seth Rollins.
2: Oh, I I, I don't watch.
1: So, SmackDown was actually pretty good. Um, the the six man tag between Edge and the Mysterios against uh, Roman and the Usos was pretty good as well. Um, the crowd was just electric. And that carried over into Money in the Bank, which, wow, Um, outside of the women's Money in the Bank match, which I just I honestly didn't like, even though I liked the winner. I was okay with that. um, Money in the Bank was a really solid show. Yeah, obviously there's some stuff that can maybe go, eh, I don't know, but let's talk about it. I mean, Nikki Cross finally getting her just due, excuse me, Nikki A-S-H, almost a superhero, um, which to me was just a dark horse pick. We were talking about it on the uh, corner-to-corner chat. Um, Really picked her thinking there's no way. But yeah, having her win the Money in the Bank ladder match was I'm like, wow, I
2: really didn't see that coming. Yeah, but unfortunately, look at who the choices are right now. Mm-hmm. One being Charlotte. And one being, is it still Bianca?
1: And SmackDown? Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, who? Who? I mean, even, even if she pulls the whole, uh, you know, surprise thing. <coughs> to me, it's kind of hard to envision getting that title. Well, interesting
1: you say that. It didn't take long to find out the answer, Ryan. Last night, last segment, main event segment, Rhea Ripley and Charlotte, as Charlotte had, had beaten Rhea the night before, at Money in the Bank to win the Raw Women's title. Ripley gets a rematch, loses in a, uh, no, no, wins by disqualification, excuse me. So what did we see? Ripley gets mad, beats the holy crap out of Charlotte, rolls her back in the ring, and that's right, cue Nikki A.S.H.'s music, who cashes in and successfully cashes in winning the Raw Women's title. So there's your answer, Brian. She cashes in on Charlotte, which now
2: I mean, is an even you're bigger not, quandary. You're not good at this game. You realize it, right?
1: Well, it's it's boring to me to play the play the the the, the dupe. But yeah, I guess I'm not good at it. What?
2: Because now anybody that was listening to see what happened can turn the show off.
1: They could, they could, but there. Way to go! But wait, Brian. There's more. Way to go! <laughs> but there's, there's no so more. much more. Let's, <sighs> let's go ahead. And, and from, from the beginning here, what did you think of the women's? Uh, didn't no, see. You didn't, didn't I see only the saw the match? winner.
2: I only saw the winner. Okay. I cut it. I, I got in. I remembered it was on like half hour, about did, a half hour into it.
1: Did you turn it back off to when it started to, to skip and all that crap?
2: No, I kept like, Reloading the stupid app.
1: Oh my gosh! <laughs> We've already talked about it at length, multiple weeks in a row, about potential sale rumors of WWE uh, moving your network to Peacock. Huge fail. Huge fail. The one night you finally start putting on, I mean, just just a good show. Your your provider for streaming your content not only can't keep up. But just completely shits the bed. Just, oh. I mean. Buffering and uh, what I saw on Twitter, one frame per second. I mean, it was pretty bad.
2: So I forget what match it was, but I only had a problem for maybe two and a half minutes. And it was like, you know, two in a row. Um, I forget what match it was.
1: So let's see here. Maybe the tag
2: up. team match. Maybe let me
1: pull up the results here. I didn't. I didn't pull it up previously, but here we go. Money in the bank. <clears throat> so, of course, in the pre-show, the Mysterios lost the tag titles to the Usos. That, Dumb. You know, I I agree. Um, I would have rather seen that be kind of a schmazz than to see them lose the titles. It's just too soon in my.
2: Yeah, but here's the ultimate problem, right? So you have now rewarded bad yeah. behavior,
1: very bad behavior. What's this like yes. a third uh, DUI? Yes. I mean, come on, man to,
2: to the to go the ahead. point he should go to jail. I mean, or that's where we're that, at. He right should now. Be fired. This is yes. if
1: you look at WWE's wellness policy, and it's it's available at WWEcorp.com, by the way, or corp.biz, maybe both. Anyway. If you look at their wellness policy, it's publicly available. Three strikes, you're out. That's just it. So he already got suspended once for this. But here's the thing. And and Sonny pointed this out in our chat, and he is right, even though it pisses me off. It doesn't specify
2: alcohol. Yeah, but so here's the
1: poll. But isn't alcohol a drug?
2: No, no. Here's the problem. Whether it's a drug or not, right, Mm -hmm. you have somebody that has a problem. Yes. One DUI, maybe he just partied too much. Mm-hmm. Second DUI, you should probably start taking an eye on him. Right. Third DUI, that's a behavior that needs correcting. Mm-hmm. What happens when the fourth DUI, he kills himself, or someone. he kills Naomi, mm-hmm. or hit, hit first into a family of four. Yep. Yep. Right. I completely but, agree with you. But instead of taking him off TV, you're going to rehab. You're never going to touch another drop of alcohol or you're no longer going to be,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know, part of my, you know, my company. No, let's bring him to a big pay-per-view and let's reward him by giving him a title and then putting him in such a program mm-hmm. that it's your, it's your number one program for the entire company.
1: How does that look?
2: Honestly,
1: it looks horrible. It looks horrible. And, and to me, I don't care that, you know, and I can understand why they would write it into a storyline where Roman's like, hey. I'm the reason you're still here. Don't get me wrong. While I understand the creative concept of it, it's in really horrible taste. It's not even poor taste anymore. It's horrible. Because this guy, he's dangerous. And I don't mean dangerous in the ring. I'm talking about real-life dangerous. Like he could, like Brian said, kill himself, his wife, a family of four. Never mind the fact that this will only continue to get worse. Yes. Yes. And and you're not sho- – this is basically like – and, Brian, you remember what they did with Randy Orton. Randy Orton had like four or five substance issues, including pulling over, getting arrested, getting tickets, and stuff like that. But because he was Triple H's guy, mysteriously, these things don't happen with him. Batista's the same way. And I like Batista. But Batista was protected, too. So are we just going to – is that how it is now? Is that what the corporate world is? We just protect who we choose and let everybody else be damned? Because if if that's the case, your publicly traded company is going to continue to see your stock price go down. Because ultimately people are going to turn that off because now they've got a viable replacement. Okay, I I understood, and I'm usually the guy that says, hey, Brian, let's be middle of the road. But I understood why fans were like, eh, it's just another company thinking they're going to compete. No, that's not where we're at anymore. That year has passed, and now you have a viable replacement, including if you're NBC Universal, looking at well, what does this company stand for versus what does this company stand for? You have a real situation on your hands, and who to thunk it, but Jimmy freaking Uso could be one of the the lynchpins to keep things from going south. Well, I. It's- you know what I mean?
2: I don't know. I'd call him a linchpin. But the, the, so the problem is you have, he's an alcoholic. Right? Definitely.
1: At this point, I, I think I, that's a safe bet.
2: Right. Well, there are a lot of things that go into being an alcoholic. Right? You still there? Yeah. Oh, okay. There's a lot of things that, that go into being an alcoholic. Alcoholism is one of the th- worst things you can get addicted to. Make no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. It's a drug. And what happens when you don't correct the behavior and you don't send him to go get the help he needs and he's drunk in the ring one time?
1: And then really screw somebody up.
2: Yeah.
1: Or what happens if he's drunk and he beats up a fan?
2: I mean, been known to happen.
1: I mean... <laughs> And we're not talking about the idiot that jumped the rail and got knocked out by Jericho. We're talking about, you know, what happens if – let's, let's paint this picture. Let's say Naomi comes to the ring. And a fan – you know how some guys get. They've had some beer, get a little overzealous and reach out for Naomi. If Jimmy's drunk enough, he could be one of those asshole husbands who's like, oh, I'm going to kick that guy's ass and run down and do it. You don't know. You have no idea the powder keg you've got there. And you're okay. Well, we'll just keep him around. We'll have. Well, I know what they're saying. We'll have somebody watch him. Paul, make sure he's he's behaving. That's not going to work. Tell me a time yeah. that's worked, because I can't think of one.
2: Well, I, I mean, again, you you should never have rewarded this behavior, and that's yeah, I what you did. Agree. Yeah, you
1: absolutely did. It was a, it was a huge mistake to do that. Plus, it really was not creatively the right time. To take the belts off the Mysterios. You just solidified them as champions. Now you're you're making them chase it again? For what? The Usos have nothing to prove tag team wise. There's no reason for it. But I digress. Let's keep back with uh, money in the bank. Uh, Pretty normal tag title match between Amos and AJ against the Viking Raiders. Um, Although I will say I honestly thought for a split second that the Raiders were going to win wasn't a bad tag match just you know probably could have seen it on Raw would have been just the same matter of fact I I think we have seen it on Raw and it was pretty well the same um I'm of two minds about this next match the WWE title match between Kofi Kingston and Bobby Lashley part of me was upset for Kofi in regards to the fact that he basically got squashed but then the bigger part of me thought about it and said no this makes perfect sense because he just called Lashley soft for weeks and has been taunting and taunting him, and if we're building Lashley as a true monster, this really made a lot of sense creatively, and this is exactly what should have happened. I I know a lot of Kofi fans don't feel that way, but I kind of see it that way. Um,
2: But see, I kind of look at it a little bit different. Okay. I think this is going to set up more of a reason for the money, the bank winner to go after Bobby Lashley. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I think, I, I think that's kind of why it happened. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, just my, my personal opinion.
1: I'm not going to do it. I am not jumping ahead, Brian. Don't make me do it.
2: (laughs) Oh, I'm not, (laughs) I'm I'm not saying that, you know, I'm just saying my personal opinion. (laughs) Um,
1: we talked about Charlotte Flair losing Monday night, but I wanted to identify something and, and give kudos to both ladies. Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair had a great women's title match. Um, probably one of both of theirs. Probably one of their best matches up to date. Here's what I really appreciated about this match. Beginning of the matchup, fans immediately try to take over with the We Want Becky chant, which was like, Wow. Because they weren't even 30 seconds in. But, you know, Charlotte had given the finger to the crowd because they were giving her giving her some booze. All of a sudden, it's, we want Becky. These ladies could have very easily gotten rattled. And we've seen it happen before, Brian. We've seen the fans derail a WWE matchup with just a simple CM Punk or we want Becky chant or Goldberg or Drew. They kept their wits about them, continued to work. They chanted it again, and then they turned up the pace, and the next thing you know, the crowd is right back into this match. Um, And they kept them, turned them with a This Is Awesome chant. And really, even though I I definitely understood, at least the next night, why they had Charlotte win, um, they they really turned it into a really good matchup between the two.
2: Oh, I I think that was probably the match of the night, honestly.
1: You know, I could see that. I, I could agree with you on that. That may have been.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, I I think this is probably one of those, you know, things that was talked about. Hey, let's go out there and steal the show. I think they stole the show. Uh, I, you know, th- this was a weird crowd, not the Monday after WrestleMania crowd, mm-hmm. But this was a weird crowd. I mean, good guys were getting booed, bad guys were getting cheered. Um, it doesn't shock me about the Becky chant, mm-hmm. but I, you know, again, until to me until this match, they weren't really into it.
1: Well, and that was it. Like the the women's match didn't, the women's ladder match didn't really pull them in. I mean, they they popped for the right moments, but. You know, they were a little bit on their hands. Um, I think the Usos winning the titles to start the show took kind of the wind out of their sails. I think some of the fans were like, ah, crap, it's this again. Um, we get into the tag match with, with AJ and Amos against the Vi- Viking Raiders. Again, like I said before, kind of very generic. It felt like this is something we'd see on Monday, which kind of was. Um it was, it was when we got to this women's title match that both women, I totally agree with you, they're just, they took it back. You know, the fans kind of tried to take it over and they said, screw you, we're going to take it back and they absolutely did it. They definitely set a tone for the rest of the night. Now, this is where Peacock just goes absolutely crappy um, because all of a sudden it's skipping and it's buffering and it's ugh, everything that they did. But it does finally get Fixed in the, in the first uh, minute, maybe two minutes of the men's Money in the Bank match. And that's where we start to see... This may have been one of the best Money in the Bank matches that, that's ever been done. I don't know that the, I'd say the best, but one of.
2: The male's Money in the Bank? Yes, yes. Um, I mean, I, I, think it, I think it was okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Again, you know, I'm kind of like Rob, you know, sometimes these multi-man matches just don't work for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't impressed with the male one. I wasn't impressed with the female one either, but Mm -hmm. um, to me, to me after watching Flair and Ripley, mm-hmm. um, kind of hard to follow that.
1: Yeah, it's an unenviable position. Uh, <laughs> you get put in a position to follow something that, uh, by both of our commentary, I mean, that's that's pretty close match of the night if it's not guaranteed. Um, and I would also say this, as far as money in the bank goes, it's time to slim that round, that round that match group from 8 to 6 or maybe from 6 to 4. Um, because once you get past a certain amount of people, then to your point, the Hefner rule takes over where everybody lays out on outside of the ring until somebody gets their spotlight two minutes and then it cycles back through. And we actually got that as, as we got the cycling through of all the different finishers, which is Riddle with the RKO, Claymore kick from Drew McIntyre, who ultimately gets kidnapped by Jinder Mahal. All right, so there's a felony. Uh, <laughs> we've got we got uh, the GTS from Nakamura, which honestly I was expecting a CM Punk chant, but they shut that up real quick. Um, Morrison hitting with the the drip stick, Jesus. Kevin Owens hitting stunners on everybody, hitting a pop up power bomb, and it th- it's at this point that honestly I had no idea which way they were gonna go. Now I'm I'm grateful because I did pick the winner on this one, but. I mean, at this point, it could have been anybody. Really, most people, I think, were thinking that Matt Riddle was going to do it. He had a great showing for himself. Ricochet had a great showing. I mean, But, come on, it's Ricochet. How does he not have a good showing? Um, Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, all of them did well. But Big E comes away as the winner of the men's money in the bank. And now, to your point, Brian, now we maybe have a layout here for, hmm, now we've got a collision course.
2: Yeah, again, I I think with Big E winning, with Kofi getting wrecked, yeah, Yeah. you know, something almost tells me that's not going to turn into the whole uh, Hey Spike moment from the Looney Tunes cartoons. Mm -hmm. You know, Hey Spike, Hey Spike, Hey Spike, Spike. You know what I'm saying? And then ultimately Kofi turning bad. Um, would be the proper way to set that up. But anyway, um, I think that's just where we're headed.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I'm okay with that, by the way. Seeing Big E and Lashley on a collision course would be, one, it's smart. It's real smart money. It's a great way to move Big E up the ladder in a big way, no pun intended. Mm -hmm. Um, And also it's an opportunity for them to truly give a good payoff for the New Day storyline to have it transition and maybe to to pull Lashley down for a little bit to move him back up at the right time. Because, hey, what this proved to me in this uh, past few months, even though I'm not a huge Bobby Lashley fan, is that here's a guy that has really earned his way up the ladder and really – he didn't cheap his way through it. I mean, he paid some serious dues and has earned his way to the main event.
2: You said Lashley? Yes. Yeah, I like Lashley, especially when he has a mouthpiece.
1: <laughs> yes, because when he speaks, is really bad. Really, really yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of crazy. It's, you hear uh, MVP, he's got the you know that raspy voice, kind of that, ugh. And then Lashley's like, I heard what he said, man. I'm not soft. It's like, dude, take the mic away from Mike Tyson and let MVP talk again, because I don't want to hear you.
2: <laughs> so, but yeah, um, I like Lashley. I do I, I, I like him mm-hmm. I think he's good
1: as champions go right now um, while I, I still say Roman Reigns is the best Roman Reigns he's ever been uh, Lashley is definitely the top champion in WWE period
2: oh uh, I agree uh, it, it, for me especially now mm-hmm. with the Usos what it, to me it's it's so forced
0: that's not funny. Uh, I mean, that's... Yeah, that's I guess it
1: is, but it's me. not really. It's just, it's what they think is working. It Okay, here's the thing. Remember I said that they really, the crowd was there tonight? Six months from now, when Roman comes out to cut a promo with the Usos, because you know they're going to try to stretch this to Mania, um, it, w- it will be Baron Corbin Heat. It won't be, you know, let's get this yeah. guy out of the ring because we don't like him, Heat.
2: But again, we we've we had that, right? Mm-hmm. So finally they figure out, well, well hell's bells. If they're going to boo him, mm-hmm. let's just make him a bad guy, right? And people aren't going to be able to, to tell the difference between bad guy boos and we don't want to see this guy booze. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So as long as they keep him a bad guy, when they boo him, oh, they oh, yeah, they boo him because he's a bad guy. Think it's
1: smart, and and I, I think in that situation, there's not, there's no way you can please everybody. I think the only thing you can do with him is keep him as a bad guy. Now, um, you've said it many times before. You've kind of created a monster because every person you have him beat. Now the question becomes: Okay, well, this person that beats him is going to have to be bigger and bigger and bigger. Right. So, you know, yes, we got a, a cool moment at the end of the night. But even that, although I I can only imagine the promos that are going to happen on Friday, um, what we're going to see here is, you know, first off, having Edge lose to Roman, hmm, I know a lot of people feel a certain kind of way about part-time performers. Edge didn't come back with the, you know, intent to be a part-time performer. It's just the fact that he got hurt that put him in that position. So my thought process is with Edge, you still have a lot of ground to cover. you got a guy that can still earn his way through. And honestly, if he had beaten Roman tonight, not tonight, uh, Sunday night, I'd have been totally fine with it. But I get the feeling that because I honestly I think Edge and Seth Rollins will be good. That will be a good good little program. Um, But what I'm. (sighs) All right, so I'm going to roll this out. And Brian, you can interject anywhere you want. Okay,
2: so let me stop you right there. Go for it. <laughs> Seth Rollins and Edge ain't going to be no good because they're not going to take the time to build it before Seth Rollins goes right for Roman Reigns. Which will probably happen after what's next? SummerSlam? Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, that. right. So once he beats Cena. Rollins is coming right for him. And I wouldn't be shocked if somewhere along the way Rollins doesn't jump on Cena. So
1: that that's something that I was thinking about you know, Sunday night as all of this starts to play out because Reigns beats Edge because Rollins interferes, which, mm-hmm. uh, okay, fine. You know, I mean, at this point, who else are we going to put in the group? Are we going to get Reginald from Raw now? Are going to put him over there? Sure, whatever. So that's what they're doing. Edge loses. Reigns wins. And you knew something was coming. Honestly, everything I had read said that Cena was rumored, but they've been rumoring Cena for about eight months now. So much like a Kenny Omega at the Rumble, you, you take it with a grain of salt. Um, with this happening, Cena coming out—yeah, it was a cool moment. And and you know, <laughs> Kiana, my wife, who who absolutely loves Cena. Goes through the roof and so over the top about it, which is which is fine. I kind of thought it was cool, but there's two things I thought was wrong with it in a very Halloween Havoc kind of feel. So this would have been a cool moment to have Cena cut a promo with the crowd on TV. Why they didn't do it, I don't know. Wasted moment. Um, and then the other thing is now instantly because we've been talking about it for yeah, I'd say about four months. What do you do next with Roman? Okay, so I can already see this story playing out. All right, Cena's back. hes uh, We already know today he's booked for at least 12 shows on top of TV shows. That's great. He's going to be in house shows. But here's what we know. That ends right around SummerSlam. So we're going to have a cool build, cool promos. Roman's going to probably look like he's going to lose. We'll get to SummerSlam. Roman will win, probably by your point, because of Rollins. Maybe Cena sticks around to have his feud with Rollins ends that Cena gets put out again goes back to make movies and we're still back where we freaking started by the time we get to the Royal Rumble and what do we got next to Brock
2: so let me let me paint you this glorious picture I'm afraid right
1: I'm very afraid (laughs) ready (laughs) ready I bet you it'll
2: happen before SummerSlam okay right because we have to you know sometimes we have to do stupid stuff like this Right, so somewhere along the way, Rollins gets involved with Cena and um, Roman. Mm-hmm. Right now, again, this is building up to Summerslam, which then draws Edge into the mix. Right, which then draws the Usos into the mix. Oh no! Which then, of course, has to draw the yes. Mysterios. Into the mix.
1: Hottest tag team I, out of Vegas.
2: I bet you we're going to have an eight-man match somewhere along the way.
1: You mean like at <gasps> Survivor Series? Is that next? That would be that'd be the next big one after uh, SummerSlam.
2: Oh, no, no, no. It'll happen before SummerSlam. Oh,
1: it'll it, it'll line on.
2: everything up yeah. in a nice, neat oh. bow for SummerSlam.
1: Here's the thing. And with fans coming back, and there has been a notable shift in some things. Not all, obviously. But one, here's what I've noticed right away. There's blood back in WWE. Don't believe me? Okay, cool. So let's go ahead and take a look at what we saw Friday night. Cesaro takes a shot right to the corner. Boom! And no, this wasn't the hard way. Cool! Okay. Now, before people get off on a rant, no. This is not me saying the Attitude Era is coming back. Calm yourselves. No idiot would believe that anyway.
2: Yeah, but is a bleeder.
1: Very true. I'm glad you mentioned <laughs> that. I'm glad you mentioned that. So let's keep going. <laughs> on the main event, during the match between Edge and Roman, Edge starts bleeding. He is bleeding hard way. And not only does the ref not put on gloves, but not a single person signals for the ref to check on him until the very end.
2: I Roman's didn't even realize he was
1: bleeding. Roman's got blood on his arm, on his chest. It's not like it was hard to see. But What did no I one, miss? Yeah, no one checks on him. So I'm like, huh, this is interesting. So fast forward to last night where it's Elias and Jackson Riker. By the way, I'm still clueless as to how Jackson Riker has a job. But anyway, Elias gets the tar beat out of him. In a Symphony of Destruction match. Which was actually a pretty good hardcore match. Um, But he bleeds like crazy. I think what we're finally seeing is the transition to... What is it they've been hinting at for the past year? A slightly edgier product.
2: Nope. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. You're wrong. They're simply copying what AEW is doing. I,
1: I, let's not be let's not be crazy. Let's not be crazy. They would never. I, with, 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 yeah, they would. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and they if would. they do, if they do, all the better. Here's the thing: if that's truly what they're doing, fine. But the,
2: w, the WWE know, is the Bill Gates of the wrestling world. They I mean, will that, rip you off and claim it's theirs.
1: Well, I mean, faster
2: I mean, than anything, right? Duh. Uh, well,
1: I don't know. The Bucks ripped me off a lot.
2: I mean, I just, so, again, to me, Impact and AEW, they don't shy away from blood, right? So, we've seen Mm
0: -hmm. plenty of hardcore
2: matches on Impact where they bleed. And it makes sense, right? AEW makes sense, right? Cody versus Dustin, blood all over the place. And it made sense, right? Mm. Uh, they know how to make it where it makes sense. Mm-hmm. The WWE is just gonna throw it against the wall to see if it sticks. Now I'm not talking Edge because again I missed it. So. His
1: was definitely hard way because you could see where the the skin was pulled, like torn. Not like oh, that's a pretty clean cut. How do you do that? Oh, gee, I wonder. No, he was his was definitely hard way, and the best I can figure is. One of the shots he took to the to the corner post just just caught him wrong, um, but it it's something that I noticed because there's been a focal point of, and again this is it's a really subtle change because it's not like because all right AEW when somebody bleeds bro there's blood that's legit you're not getting away from that you can't go eh, maybe no it's that's a lot of blood um, Impact kind of the same way if it happens it's no that's there's no question. This is right. more of a subtle shift, which is why I think that they're trying to do this, or either that, or maybe guys are finding like, let's just ask for forgiveness rather than permission,
2: which maybe no, that's I, really I, the deal. No, I I think the writers are like, well, this works over there,
1: let's try it here.
2: Let's try it here, right? Yeah. So you're telling me Cesaro bled versus Rollins, right?
1: Yeah, and his was his was pretty obvious.
2: All right, so the question would be, why?
1: You know, it, it depends on what you're asking why about. Like, why why did they do it then? No.
2: Yeah, why, why does it happen in Cesaro and Rollins when apparently that feud is over? Because Rollins made it very clear Sunday night, I've moved on. So they had something going right? Mm-hmm. Rollins and Cesaro, right? They were building a feud, right? They mm-hmm. they been at it for a bit, right? Yeah. So the point that the thing should have gone to the next level? Rollins shows up Sunday night and says, You know what? Edge? <laughs> yeah, right. Coming after you.
1: <laughs> I'm going to skip the line or whatever the hell he was. No, I'm going to change the plan. I'm going to, I'm going
2: to react or adapt or something like that. Yeah. But it's, it's not even that it's again, you, you bled a guy, mm-hmm. right? So if me and you fight, right. And I bleed you. Right. And we supposedly don't like each other. Wouldn't you then want to rematch? You up would think- the stakes? You would think, right? Well, Rollins is like, eh. oh well, deuces, see ya. I'm, I'm I'm on to the next guy. Excuse me. When they should have had a match versus Cesar who's like, you know what, bud? You cut me. Now I'm going to cut you. Mm-hmm. Which you
1: know it in that rate. And, of course, this is super early on, and if this is a shift of any type, um, because here's what we're seeing. This is only the third time this has happened consistently, so that's why I say it's the third. We're not talking about if somebody gets a bloody nose or something like that. We're talking about, all right, so this is three different times in very rapid succession that this has happened, and no one has
2: stopped it, is what I'm Yeah, but, but again, though, yeah, I understand what you're saying. It doesn't make sense because, again, all they're doing is looking, huh, these guys are doing it. Mm-hmm. Let me do it.
1: Well, they're also and, moving in towards this whole uh, the not censoring of cuss words. Have you noticed that? Again, let's not overdo it. I'm not trying to paint it like Attitude Arrow, but they are trying to get towards a – I'm not even sure the proper wording because edgier almost heads that, that same path. I just feel like I would say to your point that it probably is them saying, well, everybody else seems to do it. Let's give it a try. Right. Which, again, I'm fine with.
2: Let's see what they can keep going. Um, well, yeah. But, again, it has to me, it has to make sense. It has to go somewhere. It has to, like, during, during a payoff. Mm -hmm. for Rollins to bleed Cesaro in a feud and then for Rollins to then turn around and be like, "Eh, you're not worth my time no more. Right, right. That is kind of an
1: odd way to end it rather than to keep it moving or to move it up to the next level. I'll give you that because you're absolutely right. He does the stomp on the floor, or no, the DDT on the floor, which is where he, he busts Cesaro. And that to me would be... Really, I didn't think of it that way until, until you brought it up. That really would be where you'd say, oh, wow, you may be bleed. Okay, well, now it's your turn. Now it's your turn. Yeah. And here we are. I mean, this is four days since then, so who knows. But I would have to agree with you until there's some, some – uh, what's the word? Continuity behind it. It's going to be tough for them to pull this together. Um, let's see. Fast forward here. Let's uh, try to do this rapid fire. Monday Night Raw – um, we talked about Nikki A.S.H. cashing in on Charlotte. I think that was the probably the biggest part of what happened. Um, but now begs the question, all right, now what? You're going to take the attention off of Charlotte and Rhea, which just gave you Match of the Night? That's, a, I guess, what they're going to do, because now they're going to move towards, what,
2: Alexa and Nikki? Yay. Um, let's give Alexa the title back. Yay.
1: It's so weird, because, you know, it wasn't put... <laughs> When, whenever she first started with The Fiend, we are all like, oh, all right, this is kind of cool. But she wasn't actively wrestling that much. You know what I mean? So it was entertaining, but it wasn't taking away. Now it's... We're going to give her powers, and we're going to... Ha- I'm just... I'm, I'm not looking forward to it. And I like Alexa Bliss, but I'm not looking forward to this feud that's very obviously foreshadowed.
2: Look, I don't even know why people like put up with Alexa Bliss does she have some talent yes she wins way too much than she should and because you have fans that go gaga for her, mm-hmm. she gets put in the spot I mean has she who's the biggest name she's ever wrestled she wrestled Becky yet
1: You're about Alexa. No. Yeah. Charlotte? Yes. Not recently, but yes. S- Sasha? Yes.
2: Bailey? Yes. How's she fair?
1: Mm, she split with Bailey. Um, she lost to Charlotte. I want to say she split with Sasha, and I think Becky was dominant.
2: I thought you said
1: she didn't wrestle Becky. I'm I'm really racking my brain to try to see that. Um, No, actually, no. In her, she did work with Becky, but that was before Becky became the man. Mm -hmm. So I think if she was to work with Becky today, there's no question Becky goes over. Like, that's just, to me, that's, uh, that's freaking fundamental. So you just can't have her go over Becky Lynch
2: it's the same with Charlotte. Right now, yeah.
1: Because, I mean, here's the thing. This character that she has, while, yes, for a time, it was entertaining. The point was, though, it wasn't taking away from the women's wrestlers. It was another part of a different segment. Now, she's thrust into, now she's the figurehead, and I don't agree. I don't think it's where she should be. Again, and I keep prefacing it, I like her,
2: but this isn't where she should be. I mean, to me, it all comes down to the, the the guy at the top yeah, who is, like, to me, reverting back to, well, this worked in the past. Let's see if it'll work again. Mm-hmm. Right. Because, again, so we've certain things have taken place. Like, so we've moved carry and cross up only to have that not turn out right. Uh, we took Mandy Rose and moved her down. We brought up, uh, who was it, Aaliyah? Uh, was it Aaliyah?
1: What, that, that got caught up the Raw?
2: Yeah, or SmackDown, whichever one it was. Uh,
1: I believe she got caught up the Raw, but yeah, she just recently got caught up. But what she does from here, who knows?
2: Right. So, uh, you know, we're we're shifting all these people... But at the end of the day, we're going to to fall back on, you know, Alexa Bliss. Mm-hmm. Really? On really?
1: Yeah, I mean, you've got so many different people you could you could uh, hitch your wagon to, and frankly, um, it's just there's no reason for them not to get behind like. You've just built Rhea Ripley. You you literally you, you stumbled her, you know, coming out of Mania last year, and then you've rebuilt her into a very credible threat. Now she's your top person, and then they just decide, eh, we're gonna go a different way. Makes no sense. Um, Shayna Baszler, another good example. Built her up, built her up. Had a great possibility with her with um, Becky, and then. I still don't understand why because it would have been a good feud going into after WrestleMania having her and Becky fight, but whatever. So they didn't do anything with that. I mean, there's just so many questions. And now as we get, you know, we got Cena who's back. We already know what's going to happen with that. All of these people that are coming in and never mind Goldberg. Jesus. Goldberg. Yeah, I, there's just there's more questions than answers. I'm happy. I'm excited about the news of all of these different things happening. But, yeah, we still come out of WWE shows with more questions than answers. AEW, we're looking forward to. Impact, we're looking forward to. Even if you look at the the spoilers, which, I mean, Brian, you can find them everywhere.
2: Even if you do that, Why? Way. Why would you do
1: it? My my comment still Why? is, even if you did, you're still going to want to watch because it's
2: still good stuff. Why would you do it? Why not just be surprised? Right? I try not to look at show spoilers. Mm-hmm. I want to be surprised, especially now. I want, I want to be surprised.
1: That's why I like it live, man.
2: When it's even, live,
1: even, it's, you can't spoil it. Well, well
2: I, yeah, I, I understand can, that. But I understand that. However, you know, Impact doesn't uh, yep. doesn't do the live thing. So, yeah. Um, well, I, I mean, just put that. put it down, put it down, and walk away. <laughs>
1: So, uh, another just packed show of too much to cover. (laughs) So many different things to cover. Fighter Fest Night 2 coming up this week. We got... uh, Tomorrow. Coming up out of uh, Slammiversary. It's going to be good. Again, SmackDown with Cena and his confrontation with Roman. That could be good. Depends on what happens. A lot of different things. We are back on regular schedule next Monday night, uh, 8.30 p.m., Eastern, almost said Central Eastern Standard Time. Catch up with Rob at Rob Hefner C2C on the Twitter bot at RDHUWP on Instagram. And then, of course, you can catch up with Brian at Vlad Dragool C2C
2: on Mahala.
1: <laughs> Brian Taylor on Facebook. Catch up with me at Stan Grub everywhere. And the show at C2C Radio Show on Twitter. Corner to Corner Wrestling and Corner to Corner Radio Show on Facebook. C2CRadioShow.com. For our partners, WrestlingHeadlines.com and NoDQ.com, BeyondRingside.com, thanks again for listening. Oh,
2: you know, we almost forgot. I almost forgot. Okay. AEW put on a crate this week. Uh Uh-huh. If you haven't heard about it, go check it out. AEW Elite Crate. And if they're also now, oh, well.
1: You lost out. <laughs> they suck sent out it emails for those that signed up on the mailing list. Um, I'm going to take a look at it in depth. We'll go over it. Uh, we'll, we'll go over that next week with some other things.
2: I'm not, not, not? We'll
1: wait till we get it. I'm getting. Oh, it. Well, we're not going to spoil what's in it. What I mean is, we'll, we'll talk about what the what it has to offer. Um, oh, huh. So for Brian, for Rob, I'm Stan Grubbs, and "Have a great night." Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week.